Realty. This show is part of the Thrill Me Podcast Network. Experience more on Facebook and YouTube. Hey yo, and welcome to the Revealed Rob Show. I am, of course, your host, Revealed Rob, coming at you with a brand new episode of the Revealed Rob Show, man. Hope everybody out there has been doing good since the last time we had a little chat here. I myself have had a pretty awesome week, man. Can't wait to get into that. As always, remember to like and subscribe to this show. Help uh, help it grow, as well as like and subscribe all the shows of the Throw Me Podcast Network, man. That's the Metal Groove with Tombstone Josh, Haunter's Podcast, freaking Mr. Wonderful Show, and Zach Speakeasy, man. Got all the content going on. Got all the stuff going on, man. And we got the YouTube page, which got some awesome stuff on it. We've got the Facebook page where you can keep updated with all the stuff and see all where all of our shows are at as well. And there's a TikTok where my brother and I dropped a hilarious video uh, during our trip down or up to Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina, man, because we went to see a rock show, which is the first thing I'll talk about here on this episode, man. Got to go see one of my all-time favorite bands, a band I've loved ever since the first time I heard them. Got to finally see them live, and that band I'm speaking of is some. 41 man and let me tell you dude they put on such and it's an absolutely incredible show they were celebrating the 21st anniversary of all killer no filler their first album and the 20th anniversary of does this look infected so they were they're hitting uh, all the songs not not all songs but a vast majority of the songs from both albums and they were just just an absolutely killer show man they sounded amazing live they had freaking fog machines going off and streamers flying everywhere and confetti flying up everywhere it was freaking Awesome show, man. So glad I got to finally see them and, you know, uh, I guess check off on the list of being able to see my favorite bands live. Always loved Sum 41, always been, you know, a band I like to rock out to and so cool, man, to see them live and just just absolutely incredible and awesome experience. And, you know, of course, do that with my brother, Tombstone Josh, was the cherry on top of the awesome experience. So if uh, Sum 41's coming to your neck of the woods, definitely give them a check out, man, because that is uh, just an absolutely incredible show. Uh, if you don't listen to Sum 41, dude, listen to them, man. Great, great, enjoyable band. Uh, punk rock, uh, metal rock, rock and roll, essentially. <laughs> they they just kill it, man. They rip it up, and they do awesome, awesome stuff. So definitely exciting part of the weekend there. 
Let's see, what else happened since the last time we talked? I, I finally watched episode five of season one of Riverdale. Um, reveal, uh, Riverdale Rob, as he's been called. Forgot the name there. It's been such a long time. But Riverdale Rob, he had returned. And, you know, again, enjoyed episode five. Man, had a lot of interesting stuff going on. We got the story unfolding a little bit more. Some more stuff coming coming uh, out and letting us know what's going on there. And just very interesting show, man. I know it's like, uh, quote, teenage, teenager show and all that stuff, but... I'm enjoying it, man. It's a pretty good freaking show. The mystery and the the drama of it all is very entertaining. So, enjoying Riverdale. Can we dive back into that? Uh, speaking of things I dove into, uh, Backlash, which is a WWE, WWF pay-per-view. Back in the day, I uh, started re-watching the old one, starting with the very first one, because it is Backlash Week. Excuse me, WrestleMania Backlash is what it's called now. Um, that is the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania. And, you know, it's that week, and I like to go back and watch, you know, old uh, pay-per-view events of the same name when it's the week of the uh, upcoming pay-per-view. So I went back, watched some backlashes, had some good time with that. Uh, let's see, what else has happened? Uh, some HHN rumors dropped over the weekend. Um, but uh, buddies over there at Horrific Network, who I'll be uh, working with later this month. Um, myself and Mr. Wonderful will be joining the Horrific Network to celebrate halfway to Halloween. Uh, we'll be doing some uh, commentary for some WWE 2K wrestling video game, man. That should be an absolute blast. But uh, the Horrific Network shared something with us on Twitter, and of course other people jumped in and... Um, you know, voice their opinions, if you will, on it. Uh, basically, um, what was shared is that there's a possible leak out there of uh, the website. The website for Halloween Horror Nights has been down for quite some time. They're working on it and being secretive or whatever. So anytime you click on the link, it immediately takes you to the Universal Orlando main page. But apparently there was a leak over the weekend where the page was up for a little bit, but then it shut down. And uh, two of the houses ended up getting leaked. Uh, I'm not going to say them because I'm one of those people who I have no problem with people speculating all that stuff, but I don't want to know. I don't, you know, I can speculate and have fun with people, but I don't want to know what's on these speculation maps. I don't want to know any leaks or anything like that. I, I treat it the same way as I treat spoilers of movies, man. I don't want to know. As soon as it, as soon as I see it, cool. You know, um, you know, as soon as the house is announced for Halloween Horror Nights, cool, awesome. I've said it a couple of times on Twitter, where I'm like, dude, they don't even have to announce anything. I'm going to be there because I love the event. But um, that happened over the weekend. That's out there. And you saw the, uh, uh, like I mentioned, people on Twitter had to jump in and voice their toxicity, if you will. You know, things got to get toxic, man. This, uh, it's, just, it's horrible how Twitter acts, man. Twitter just, you know, it's real or it's fake, but, you know, it can't, can't ever just be a cordial conversation. There's always going to be something toxic and hateful going on there. So hopefully one day, eventually, maybe, but I, I still know social media, it's weird to get around. But thankfully, there's some good people out there you've been uh, in contact with and gotten to meet through the HHN um, event. I'm not even going to say community because the HHN community just, it's not really a community anymore. Um, so, you know, some of the people have been able to meet, and there's still some cool people that you come in contact with who both who in, actually enjoy the event as opposed to, you know, complaining about every single aspect of it. So those people, they're still cool, man. Hopefully we'll get to run into them when we're down there for HHN this year. Later on, throw me podcast team and all that good stuff. We're going to Halloween Horror Nights, man. The Wolf Pack, the Haunters Pack will be down there for some good stuff, man. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, as they're recording this episode, is the anniversary of Velocicoaster, the amazing apex predator of a roller coaster that opened at 
Universal's Islands of Adventure in the Jurassic World section. Man, I still have not been able to do that ride because I am a fat stooge. But, you know, eventually, fingers crossed, I'm working on it. I'll be able to ride it this year when I'm down there for the Halloween Horror Nights trip. So, fingers crossed. Good uh, good keeps. Hoping, you know, everything works out there. But, other than that, man, that's basically the quick introductions of stuff going on. Again, see some 41 when you get a chance. Riverdale's still fun. WWE WrestleMania's Backlash event is this weekend on the Peacock. And HHN rumors are continuing to fly around. Nothing officially, officially announced. Bye the event itself so uh, keep your eyes peeled for that we're getting closer and closer we're now you know maybe may just started so things will eventually start you know being announced and all that stuff that's fine and i'll talk about it here buddies over there at hunters podcast will talk about it maybe the throw me podcast team will come together and talk about it who knows it will be covered either way uh and then of course happy anniversary to velocicoaster the amazing roller coaster that opened while tron is still being built did i just throw shots of course i did <laughs> um so let's see other than that let's jump into news and first thing i want to start off with i was going to keep this for the dc uh news section if you're new to the show uh, DC Comics talk and horror talk is mandatory talk every single episode of my show. And, you know, I was this first thing has to do with DC. I was going to put in the DC news, but I felt like I should go, off, go ahead and lead off with this because I got some, I got some thoughts on this. So, the uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard case has been going on for a while. It should be ending around the end of this month, I believe. I stopped watching it. I, you know, I once I found out there's still a whole other month to go, I'm like, you know what? I'll just get the cliff notes from my friends who are paying attention to it. I don't need to watch this anymore. You know, it's it's obvious that, you know... Eh, anyways, not going too much into that. But apparently, according to film journalist Grace Randolph, who has a pretty good reputation, uh, solid comic book reputa- uh, movie scoop reputation... Jesus. Reputation. <laughs> um, has apparently said that Amber Heard will be featured in less than 10 minutes of screen time in Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, which is a huge cut down from what her previous screen time was going to be in the film. Now, that is interesting, and if true, great. Um, still 10 minutes too much, especially with how I'll treat Johnny Depp. But I have a thought about this, and, you know, it's obvious anything that's come out about Aquaman, you haven't seen her. They're keeping her barred from anything, you know. Uh, you don't see any post about her being in it. You don't see any posts from her about her being in it. I know there's one like back in October, maybe of last year or something like that, when the petition started where people wanted her removed from it, which that petition now is up to like freaking 3 million, you know, signatures, I think was the last thing I saw. So, yeah, I'm sure they're seeing this. But yeah, you don't see anything from James Wan. You don't see anything from Jason Momoa. Don't see anything from you know, pretty much anybody on that cast about her being on in the movie. And I guess it, and publicity-wise, which again, Warner Brothers, why you still have her in the movie, but to kick Johnny Depp out of the other movie, I will not know. Um, but here, here's the here's the deal. When I first saw this news, I was like, okay, maybe maybe I will go see the movie now. You know, if it's just 10 minutes of screen time, all right, whatever, get in and out of that, maybe that is her character being killed off in the movie. Um, and then I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I'm like, you know what? This feels a little bit baitish, does it not? It's like, okay, let's tell them that she's not really in the movie all that much. That way, all the people who are boycotting the film, not wanting to go to the movie, now that they know that, oh, well, all right, she's barely in the movie, we can go see it. 
we'll go see it and then they get you know bamboozled so i will still not be seeing this movie in theaters i do not trust this i do not feel this is right i I would especially without warner brothers they just need to remove her from the film they need to absolutely remove her from the film you spend all this money on the movie cool guess what you can digitally remove anything that she's a part of that's you can do it i know you had a hard time removing a mustache on freaking henry cavill's face but you know what you can push this movie back. You can reshoot all this stuff. And yeah, it costs money, but guess what? You're losing a lot of money by the people who aren't going to see the movie. And again, I'm not seeing this movie. I do not, I do not trust this at all. I will wait till one of my friends sees the movie and gives me the uh, the information because I'm not spending my time and money on this film if she's in it. Not sorry. Could care less about her. Uh, the, the fact that Johnny Depp was removed from his movie, but she's still in hers, especially in the light of everything that's come out now. It's just absolutely ridiculous at this point. So, um, 10 minutes of screen time is what's being reported for her in that movie. Hopefully that is her character being killed off and never have to deal with her ever again. But as of right now, and as this has been the case, I'm not seeing the movie. And I hope a lot of people, you know, sorry DC, sorry Warner Brothers. I hope a lot of people don't see the movie. Do as long as she's in it, no reason to see it. I don't even care if it's 10 minutes. There's no point whatsoever to see that movie and there's no point for her to be in it. And... Wiping the hands clean of that situation. Hopefully the next thing I get to report about that is, you know, she's been removed. But until then, that's the last I want to talk about it. Um, so let's see. Moving forward. Mission Impossible, man. Let's talk about something fun. Mission Impossible officially has a name for its next film. Uh, the Mission Impossible movie that is set to release in 2023 is now being called Dead Reckoning Part 1. Uh, the release date is set for July 14th, 2023. Uh, and then Mission Impossible 8, which I'm assuming will be called Dead Reckoning Part 2, is currently slated for June 28th, 2024. Sweet, dude. That's a birthday release for me, which if it's slated for June 28th, 2024, that means Thursday showing would be on my birthday, which also means I have a birthday on a Thursday. Wild. <laughs> um, that's okay. I've never, ever done anything special for my birthday. It's like it's never been a big deal. So, um Never had a party or anything like that, so it doesn't matter. If the movie's out on a Thursday, I will gladly go see that thing on a Thursday, man. Especially on my birthday. Come on. Spend my birthday with Tom Cruise with the greatest action franchise of all time. I said it. I will gladly go check it out, man. Can't wait to see what Tom the Man Cruise is up to in the next Mission Impossible films. But yeah, the uh, the next one, the most recent one to come out will be July 14th, 2023, and it's called Dead Reckoning Part 1. Let's see, other sequel movie news, Avatar 2. We've got some more information on that, isn't it? It is also itself has a new title. It's no longer known as Avatar 2. It is now known as Avatar The Way of Water. Now, a trailer was shown during the CinemaCon event that happened last week since... Uh, that happened after we had done talking, by the way. Um, it happened last week in the... Uh, will exclusively debut this week ahead of Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness, which releases... Again, this week, I'm going to see it Thursday night. Um, but yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Disney owns both properties, so yeah, you might as well go ahead and drop both of those. Um, during the pandemic, the first Avatar film reclaimed the highest grossing movie in history rights with $2.802 billion globally, taking the crown back from Avengers Endgame. And in anticipation of The Way of Water, Disney is, or, you know, to make more money, not just anticipation. Uh, Disney is re-releasing Avatar again in theaters this uh, year on September 23rd. Uh, 
before Avatar 2 or Avatar The Way of Water releases on December 16th this year with sequels to follow on December 20th of 2024, December 18th, 2026, and December 22nd of 2028. Do not hold your breath on those sequels as this sequel has taken for a decade, right? The first movie came out, what, 2009, I think? So yeah, ooh. <laughs> you know, we'll see how things go. But uh, apparently the trailer was in 3D. The uh, fans there at CinemaCon were given 3D glasses to watch it. And uh, there was no dialogue. It was just more, you know, visuals and all that good stuff. So basically, the ride at Disney World. Not really, but still, I felt like saying it. Um, there we go, man. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I was never one of those people that was uh, highly impressed by the first Avatar movie. I believe I've only seen it once. And I was like, okay. But, I mean, let's face facts. The reason this movie made so much money when it first came out is because they reintroduced the 3D technology. Interesting idea. It was a little something different at the time. And, you know, people flocked to it to see it in theaters. And, you know, 3D has the upcharge and all that stuff. With that said, though, it does have a pretty diehard fan base, obviously, because anytime it gets re-released in theaters, the fans show up, and the fans did show up in a big, bad way to get the uh, record back over Avengers Endgame. So... Uh, I remember I remember when that was going on, Adventures Endgame and Avatar were battling it out for the number one spot, and, you know, Avatar ended up getting it, and it looks like they're just going to add more to it uh, starting September 23rd. Now, I don't know how long it'll be in theaters. I, I assume most of the time with these re-releases, it's normally like a day, right? At least when I go to the um, Fandango events or whatever, it's normally just for a day, so I don't know if Avatar will be out for a day, a couple days, a week. But uh, yeah, they're releasing that one on September 23rd of this year, and then the sequel comes out December 16th of this year. So there you go. Uh, continuing in the Disney news, we're going to jump over to the Marvel camp as we learned that director John Watts has uh, dropped off, dropped off, dropped down from the uh, director's chair for the upcoming Fantastic Four film. I'm sorry if there's any noise. I've got to keep adjusting my headset apparently i guess maybe i lost weight in my head and my headset just doesn't want to stay in place anymore who knows but um yeah john watts who of course did the most recent spider-man films all three of them has dropped out of doing the fantastic four movie stating uh the following quote making three spider-man films was an incredible and life-changing experience for me i'm eternally grateful to have been a part of the marvel cinematic universe for seven years I'm hopeful we'll work together again, and I can't wait to see the amazing vision for Fantastic Four brought to life. Now, that's interesting. He did a great job with the Spider-Man films. Looks like he's leaving on good terms, as opposed to uh, what's going on over there, going on over there at the Fantastic, Fantastic, not even Fantastic, the Fast and Furious franchise. When uh, Justin Lin jumped off of the directing of that movie and it's now come out, it's because of Vin Diesel. So, like I told my buddies today. Um, The Rock was trying to tell y'all, man. He's trying to tell you, working with Vin Diesel ain't easy. But, uh, yeah, it seems like he's on good terms. He just wanted to take a break from doing superhero movies, it sounds like. And, you know, he'll probably be back, I'm sure, the next Spider-Man movie or something like that, which we all know there's going to be another Spider-Man movie. I'm sure they're going to ask him to jump back on board, and he's had time to, you know, relax. He'll be back on it. Uh, let's see where this ends up going. No director has been picked yet. Um, now, it's been highly, 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 highly rumored and fan-casted for a while that people want John Krasinski to play the role of Mr. Fantastic in the film. Maybe he takes on directing duties. I know he's been directing lately as well. So, just rumor and speculation. I have no insight there. I've seen nothing of any anything. And, of course, I am very much got the blinders on going into this week for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, or as I like to call it, Wanda 
in the multiverse of madness, man. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm on high guard to avoid any kind of spoilers. So I'm not seeing a whole lot to deal with Marvel and all that right now. But uh, yeah, new director will be looked for for the Fantastic Four film. Um, and other Marvel news, they have shifted release dates for a couple of films in 2023 with the Marvels film. That's the name of the movie, the Marvels, uh, which I believe is Captain Marvel 2, uh, if I'm not mistaken. That is uh, being moved. It was originally set to release on February 17th of 2023, but it will now move to later in the year in July 28th uh, of 2023 or on July 28th, 2023. And Ant-Man 3 is actually moving up from its July release date to February 17th, 2023. So Ant-Man 3 is taking the Marvel spot in the Marvel, so it's moving back to the Ant-Man spot, it looks like. Cool. Fun. Uh, Ant-Man 3 and the Marvels, I don't know a whole lot off the top of my head that's going into it. I know that uh, the main people are returning for Ant-Man 3, you know, Paul Rudd's, the Eventually Lilies, the... Um, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Michael Douglas uh, and Michelle Pfeiffer all expect to be back in the film. They've also cast uh, the lady from the Freaky movie, uh, which is the name of the movie. The movie's named Freaky. Good movie, man. It's on HBO Max. Definitely highly suggest checking out that. Uh, Catherine Newton is now playing uh, Ant-Man's daughter. I don't know her name off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, they've uh, changed the casting once again for Ant-Man's daughter. This time going with uh, Catherine Newton from Freaky, which she's good and freaky, man. So we'll see how she does in that one. But that's all the information we got now. I'm sure we'll get more information as we get more into the year with uh, Comic-Cons and all that stuff. Is there a D23 this year, by the way? I feel like we haven't had a D23 in a while. Uh, D23, Expo 2022. No, I haven't seen anything about a DC fandom this year as far as D23. The one thing I'm seeing is saying September 9th through 11th. So maybe it is happening this year. Uh, yeah, D23 Expo, the ultimate Disney fan event, September 9th, 10th, and 11th, 2022 in the Anaheim Convention Center. So, yeah, D23 is happening this year. So expect more Marvel stuff to come out of that as well as Star Wars stuff and all the, all the properties that Disney owns, of course. Let's see, moving over to Lionsgate, they revealed that Anna Darmus will be the lead of a John Wick spinoff film titled Ballerina. The film will focus on a young female assassin who seeks revenge against the people who killed her family and is based on a character we briefly saw in the third John Wick film. Uh, I'm in. I've enjoyed the John Wick film franchises. Um, franchises, freaking the John Wick film, the three films, and I can't wait for the other two movies. There's two more coming, right? I know we have a fourth coming for sure. I, mean, I believe there's two more coming. Um, unless I'm getting that confused with The Matrix. But I, I know we have another John Wick movie coming. But this is cool. I'm into it. There's a spinoff show too, right? Yeah, there's a spinoff show coming with John Wick as well. Or is that a movie? I fucking who knows. But um, I'm interested in this. It sounds it sounds you know decent enough. And I like Anna de Armas. I think she's great. Uh, you know, she's done a lot of film roles. The main thing I think about with her, and probably a lot of people probably think about with her, is, of course, the brilliant Knives Out film, which, again, if you haven't seen that, please go check it out. What Just absolutely good movie. But, uh, you know, she, I don't know. I haven't really seen anything her action-wise. I know she's in the latest James Bond film. Uh, I have not seen it yet. But I think she does some action scenes in there. So I'm sure she can pull it off, man. She's, she seems talented enough. So can't wait to check that one out, man. 
let's see, halfway to Halloween, I mentioned that earlier with the stuff I'll be doing with the Horrific Network. Well, uh, Disney brought us some halfway to Halloween news with the official logo for the Haunted Mansion film. Uh, that's right, they are trying to give the Haunted Mansion ride another film. Uh, Walt Disney Pictures Haunted Mansion, which is, of course, based on Disney's classic theme park attraction, has a star-studded ensemble cast that includes Lakeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Danny freaking DeVito, and Rosario Dawson. Uh, in this mysterious adventure, a doctor, played by Rosario Dawson, and her nine-year-old son are looking to start a new life, move into a strangely affordable mansion in New Orleans, only to discover that the place is much more than they bargained for. Desperate for help, they contact a priest, played by Wilson, who in turn enlists the aid of a widowed scientist-turned-failed paranormal expert, played by Stanfield, a French Quarter psychic, played by Haddish, and a <laughs> crotchety historian, played by DeVito. Haunted Mansion will be released in theaters on March 10th, 2023. Um, I still wish we were getting the Guillermo del Toro version of the Haunted Mansion, but I, I, I'll i still see this, man. I love the Haunted Mansion, right? I haven't been on it in numerous years because I haven't been back to Disney in a while. But, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Well, you know, we'll see how this one ends up. Uh, all you people who are clamoring to see Morbius, and I know there's a lot of people out there, uh, that it will be hitting the digitals on May 17th, so 16 days from as they're recording this episode, a little over two weeks from now. So if you if you haven't seen it in theaters yet, uh, there you go. Your chance will be to rent it for 20 some odd dollars, 19.99 on May 7th, or you can wait until June 14th when the movie is released on Blu-ray and DVD for probably the same exact price. Um, if you want to check out my feelings for Morbius, did, did I say words? Just then? <laughs> Let's rewind that back. Uh, if you want to know my feelings on Morbius, uh, you, there is a review episode out there that you can uh, check out for sure. Let's see, uh, let's jump into DC news, shall we, with the news that everybody knew was going to happen. The Batman is officially getting a sequel that was announced last week. My buddy, Mr. Wonderful, talked about it on his show as well. Uh, this was announced at CinemaCon. This is no shock whatsoever. The Batman is still the highest grossing film of the year. That will, as much as I love DC, that will change um, this week. Because, you know, a lot of people are going to be flocking to see uh, Wanda and the Multiverse of Madness. So, uh Anyways, the Batman has done fantastic, and you know it's already got multiple spinoff shows coming for it, and of course the sequel is going to happen. No further details really known. Hopefully they are going with, with the Court of Owls, as a lot of people are expecting. Uh, talks of Mr. Freeze, or speculations of Mr. Freeze based on what Matt Reeves was talking about in a previous interview, how he was talking about trying to do something with Mr. Freeze and all that. Um, fingers crossed for any kind of characters they get in here. I think... Uh, Rob Battenson said Condiment King was his favorite villain. Don't know if he was joking or not. Um, Eggman. Nicholas Cage says he would like to be Eggman. So, who knows, man? Any and everything can happen here. But all I know is I am excited to see it. Uh, with that said, the movie is now on uh, streaming platforms. And Egghead. It's not Eggman. Jesus. Egghead. <laughs> um... It is on the the uh, HBO Max. You can probably rent it on other streaming services as well, but just get HBO Max, man. It's worth it. I watched uh, the review I'm doing this week. I watched that on HBO Max, and 
before I even got there, I spent probably a good 30 minutes just looking through uh, movies that are on there. And just uh, every single time I click on one, I'm like, yep, want it added to the list. And then I'll look at the suggested. If you like this, you'll like this. I'm like, yep, I do like that. Let's add it to the list as well. Yeah, HBO Max, get a lot of stuff, man. So can't wait to dive more into those films that I saved to my list. But yeah, the Batman is officially on HBO Max. I need to watch it again. I've been wanting. As soon as it was announced, I'm like, heck yeah, I can't wait to watch it. And I haven't freaking watched it, man. Gotta gotta get on that. Let's see. Shazam Fury of the Gods. Tomb Children Josh. I know you love Shazam. I got some news for you here. Uh, it is not releasing on December 16th of this year any longer. But do not worry, Shazam heads. It is still releasing this year. It's just been moved back a week to the new release date of December 21st, 2022. Uh, pretty much, I guess, the main reason we can see here is that Avatar 2, what was it called? The Way of Water? I just talked about it a second ago and I lost complete interest. Um, Avatar 2 is releasing December 16th. So, yeah, uh, DC probably saw that and like, you know what, let's not go head-to-head with that movie. We can come out the week after. So, uh, Shazam is shifting release dates. It is coming out now on the 21st of this year, so making it a Christmas week movie, or right before them. Yeah, sure. Um, the sequel will see the Shazam family going up against a much more dangerous threats in this uh, second film with the introductions of the Daughters of Atlas, who will be portrayed by Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. Uh, West Side Story star Rachel Zegler who I became a fan of after her whole uh, Oscar debacle where she was in a film that was nominated for an award, but she wasn't invited to the freaking awards. Come on, people. Fell in love with her um, through that whole story. She seems like a fun person. Uh, she is in the film, and she's also going to be Snow White, dude. Um, anyway, she is in the film in a undisclosed key role, so we'll see what uh, that ends up being. But Shazam! Fury of the Gods is releasing later this year on December 21st, 2022. A mere couple months after Black Adam releases later this year as well. Those two characters are connected in some way, shape, and form. I mean, they're connected. Come on. <laughs> so, we'll see if there's any kind of cutscenes or anything like that that ties the two movies together. Gets uh, things going, but we'll see what happens there. Alright, let's jump over to the horror realm as um, The Nun 2 has officially been confirmed. Again, my buddy Mr. Wonderful talked about that on his show last week. Um, interesting. The movie will be directed by Michael Chavez, who did The Curse of La Llorona and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, James Wan, of course, is back to produce, as he has done with multiple Conjuring films, if not all of them. And Bonnie Ahrens is returning to the role that she so famously and awesomely played in The Conjuring 2. And, of course, she played the character again in The Nun. Now... My thoughts on this, as I'm going to see it, because I love the Conjuring universe. I love, I love what they've done. To be honest with you, now the first Annabelle movie took a couple watches for me to, you know, fully enjoy it. Uh, the Curse of La Llorona, it's fine. Um, it's it's all right. You know, I'm not in a hurry to see it again, but it's all right. And Conjuring Devil made me do it. Surprisingly, I've only seen that movie once. But the first Nun movie, like, and she was so awesome in The Conjuring too. Like, that's one of the, I think that's, like, one of the main things people remember from The freaking Conjuring 2 is the whole freaking scene with the picture and then, you know, the shadow that goes around the room and then she pops out and you're like, oh, that's freaking creepy and it's freaking awesome. And then they did The Nun movie, which is, I guess, the origin story of The Nun, if you will. I only saw it the one time. It's all in theaters. I haven't gone back to watch it since. 
So I definitely am do a rewatch of that, especially before this movie comes out. I, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it. Again, I like, I don't know, there's something about religious horror, especially the way it's done in this Conjuring universe that just feels, feels good. But, um, yeah, it wasn't the best. I wouldn't put it high on my rankings of the Conjuring universe, so I'd probably put it ahead of, I don't know. <laughs> it's the battle between those three. The, you know, the first Annabelle movie, uh, Curse of La Llorona, and The Nun, man. So, and of course, they're sure trying to decide if the Curse of La Llorona is part of the universe or not. It fucking is. Stop trying to act like it's not. So, we'll see. I'm into it either way, man. And I'm glad they've got, you know, Bonnie back to play the role. Let's see. Uh, Universal is bringing a movie called Cocaine Bear to theaters on February 24th of 2023. Uh, this movie is directed by Elizabeth Banks, who did the Charlie's Angels film, which is highly slipped on. If you ask my, uh, for my opinion on that, that movie is actually very enjoyable. Uh, this is ripped from the headlines. This is a story that is inspired by true events that took place in Kentucky back in 1985. The uh, story basically goes that a 175-pound black bear was found dead from an overdose after ingesting massive amounts of cocaine dropped into the woods by a drug smuggler. Now, for the film itself, the movie finds an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converging in a... Georgia forest, as opposed to Kentucky where the story took place, but converging in a Georgia, uh, Georgia forest where a 500-pound apex predator has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and has gone on a coke-filled rampage for more blow and blood. <laughs> this movie sounds ridiculous, which means it's going to be fun for sure. That uh, Again, the movie releases February 24th, 2023. Uh, so, Evil Dead Rise, for you Evil Dead fans out there, uh, that movie was, of course, debuting later this year on HBO Max. There's no official release date as of yet. We just do know that it is coming this year, and it is exclusive to HBO Max. But Sam Raimi, who is the director for Wanda and the Multiverse of Madness, is releasing this week. Uh, he gave some uh, quotes here saying that uh, he calls the movie, quote, terrifying. I've seen a rough cut, a medium fine cut, and a fine cut. There's probably a few changes that director Lee Cronin is making that I haven't seen, but it's great. And then he adds, it's terrifying and it's going to knock people's socks off. Synopsis. Uh, synopsis. <laughs> the synopsis for this one is, in the fifth Evil Dead film, a road-weary Beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister, Ellie, who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped L.A. apartment. The sisters' reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book, of course, dead are deep, deep in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into a primal battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. Um, now, I know there's a lot of people excited about this, and I will gladly check it out as well. I have not followed the evil dead uh, i can't talk the evil dead franchise i've seen the first movie fine i haven't seen the other two are there this is the fifth movie that's about to come out so i haven't seen two and what's the other one called army of darkness or something like that i, I did see the movie that came out and i want to say 2012 which i thoroughly enjoyed that movie haven't seen it since i saw it in theaters but i remember leaving the theaters like oh that was a good time so i mean cool bring it on again i'm gonna watch it i can you know throw it on hbo max that's fine i i 
you know, I'll check out the other ones. I don't know how, I, I assume this is connected to the other films. Uh, the synopsis didn't really give me much there. I mean, other than, you know, of course, the mysterious book that always pops up. But, um, yeah, there you go. Evil Dead Rises in HBO Max later this year. And I got some more news in the video game realm on this The Quarry game that's coming from Supermassive Games, which I ah, love them so much, man. Play their games, especially until dawn. Oh, brilliant masterpiece of a game. So, we got some news from the game director, Will Biles, saying, quote, Actors are used to, on a feature film, a 100-page script. The script for this game is over a thousand pages, so they get very alarmed. Um... Now, The Quarry is another interactive horror movie that is, of course, in the style of Until Dawn or the other games they released recently with their with their uh, Dark Pictures anthology. So, you know, and I love these horror-based video games that they're doing. It just feels so awesome. Um, the, the game will feature a branching narrative that can go off in hundreds of different directions. And, and in this case, this game has... 186 different ways. That is incredible. And <laughs> that sounds amazing. Add on top of that, there's a pre-order that has been announced for the game. Um, if you pre-order the game, you get the Horror History Visual Filter Pack, which gives you three different filters that replicate a different era of horror filmmaking while playing the game. Along with your classic black and white filter, you will also have an 80s filter and an indie filter. There hasn't been any screenshots released, but uh, the team did release a video, a bit of a video that uh, kind of shows off it a little bit. On top of this pre-order bonus, there is a deluxe edition of the game for starters, along with those filters we just talked about. Purchasing the deluxe edition digital version allows digital versions of the game on new-gen and last-gen platforms, of course. You'll also get the 80s-inspired cosmic character outfits for the playable characters. You'll gain instant access to Death Rewind, which is a retry uh, that normally unlocks after the first completion of the games. And then lastly, for all you gore heads out there, you also get a new movie mode option that allows you to see the game at its most gruesome and goriest, man. So pre-order options and deluxe options there for the game. I can't wait to play this thing, man. This is going to be an absolute awesome, great time. I love, again, what what they've done with their Dark Pictures anthology, and I absolutely love Until Dawn, man. Ah, oh, so excited. Let's see. What? Okay, that does for the news. Right on, man. All right, so going for the news, of course, we jump into what's releasing this week with, I've already mentioned it multiple times, the biggest thing that is dropping this week is... Uh, Wanda in the Multiverse of Madness, or as it's called on the new posters, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, the film is rated PG-13, is an action fantasy film, and it's two hours and six minutes. So this is going to be non-stop action, probably, if, you know, all these rumors and stuff is true with how many characters that are going to be in this movie. And this movie's only two hours and six minutes, man. A lot of stuff's going to be going on when this movie happens. Uh, this is, of course, only in theaters in Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, or the better name, Wanda in The Multiverse of Madness. The MCU unlocks the multiverse and pushes its boundaries further than ever before. Journey into the unknown with Doctor Strange, who, with the help of mystical allies, both old and new, ooh, traverse the mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary. 
already got my ticket, bought my ticket last week. I am seeing it Thursday night, and I am excited for it, man. You know, I have a history with the Marvel films. I don't think all of them are as nearly great as people make them out to be. With that said, I am very excited to see this movie, man. I mean, one, it's being called a horror movie. Uh, that obviously piques my interest. I like the Wanda character, if you haven't told. If you couldn't tell already, by the way, I keep calling it Wanda the Multiverse of Madness. And just the idea of what anything can happen in this movie, you know? So, bring it on, dude. Let's see. Uh, the Twin Mystery Thriller Horror, 1 hour 49 minutes. It's releasing in theaters and it's streaming at the same time over on my favorite streaming service, Shudder. Uh, following the aftermath of a tragic accident that claimed the life of one of their twins, Rachel and Anthony relocate to the other side of the world with their surviving son. What, uh, what begins as a time of healing in the quiet Scandinavian catch my tongue Scandinavian countryside soon takes an ominous I can't freaking talk <laughs> turn when Rachel begins to unravel the truth about her son and confront the malicious forces that try to take hold of him all right <laughs> all right again that's on shutter that's a new movie that's releasing this week i will end up watching it because i love shutter let's see escape the field rated r horror mystery and thriller one hour 28 minutes this is also in theaters and streaming the fear is inescapable and the suspense non-stop in this gripping horror thriller about six strangers who suddenly awaken in a remote, endless cornfield. Stripped of their possessions, they are left with only six items. Six strangers, six items. A gun with a single bullet matches a lantern, a knife, a compass, and a flask of water. As mysterious sirens blare in the distance and traps appear at every turn, the group realizes it's been plunged into a cat-and-mouse game with unseen evil and survival depends upon solving a diabolical and deadly puzzle. Dude, this is like freaking Hunger Games and Escape Room and all that stuff mixed together, man. Sounds interesting. Let's see. And last film I got here, The Ravine. This is rated R. It's a mystery thriller. Two hours, one minute. This is theaters and streaming as well. When an unspeakable crime rocks a peaceful community, family and friends are left to wonder if they overlooked the murderer among them, or if there might be more to the story. Uh, this one is inspired by True Events. There you go, man. That's what's releasing this week. Let me know what you're checking out. Uh, if you're like myself and going to see Wanda in the Multiverse of Madness or Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, um, let me know, man. Let me know. Alright, so that does it for the news. That does it for what's releasing this week. So now that means it's time for my review. Which, I'm going to pull up our trailer, going to play that sound clip, and then I'll be back with my thoughts on this week's review. Hang tight. Kimmy? I'm here. What time is it? It's 7.26 a.m. Kimmy? I'm here. Call oh. Dr. Burns. I got her. Kimmy? I'm here. Why don't you wanna call me? Call Darius. Hey, hotness! Wow. Why are you wanting me? Why do you know? 
Kimmy? I'm here. Reopen last stream on desktop. I made more kitchen paper. Open yesterday's stream. I'm a voice stream interpreter. I may have heard a crime on one of the streams. The devices pick up lots of things. Just mark this degraded audio and delete it. I am not capable and you know it. I think a woman might need help. How do I find out who she is? Give me the device number and the admin code. Will you make me one? This is last favor, Cotness. Close your files, come to my office. We'll listen to the recordings together. Miss Childs, I have to know what we're dealing with. We're dealing with what sounds like a premeditated murder. How do I know that? Because I just told you. Twice now. Maybe you've just replaced your real stresses with this. Can we please call the FBI? I understand that you have taken some mental health leave in the past. Well, why is that in my file? <laughs> You said you had her. They did. But now they don't. Kimmy, bedtime lights. Is he the only copy? I emailed it to everyone I know this morning. Kimmy! I'm here. Alright, man. That was the trailer for Kimmy. Which is on HBO Max. That's where I checked the movie out. It is rated R for violence, language, brief sexuality, slash nudity. Movie was released earlier this year on February 10th. And is a mystery thriller film. Which runs in at 1 hour 29 minutes. An agoraphobic tech worker discovers recorded evidence of a violent crime. But is met with resistance when she tries to report it. Seeking justice, she must now do the thing she fears the most. Which, of course, is leaving her apartment. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has the critic score at 91%, while the audience score is at 52%. Big difference there. And then IMDb, shocker, it's out of the 5%. It has it at a 5.3 out of 10. So, how did I feel about the movie? So, I'm glad I didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> before seeing this movie. I did see the trailer like months ago when this movie was first announced, but just watching it just then, I'm glad I didn't watch it before. Um, or, re you know, really reading the synopsis before going into this movie because, you know, I like not knowing too much about movies going into them sometimes. It's kind of one of those things I've been thinking about messing with where I don't watch trailers anymore. It's hard to do though, man. It's really, really hard to do not to watch a trailer. Um, I know that sounds like a ridiculous thing, but yeah, sometimes it's hard to do. Anyways, we're here to talk about the movie. So, one hour, 29 minutes. Not a long film at all. And I honestly did enjoy it, man. I, I'm leaning more towards the uh, critic score said the audience score here. Uh, you know, I think it did a really good job with the mystery aspect for a while here and the thriller aspect, I think it handled, I handled that pretty well. Um, you know, we're dealing with agoraphobic, which you don't know what that means. That's somebody who basically agoraphobia is like, um, <clears throat> it's, it's like a fear going outside. Essentially it's a fear of, uh, places or situations that you know, causes panic, helplessness, or, you know, anything of that nature. Like, a, like an agoraphobic has this extreme fear of going outside. So, I mean, that kind of gives you the idea of what uh, 
our character is here and what our character is dealing with. And be honest with you, the first 25 minutes or so of the film, maybe a little less, like 23 to 25 minutes or so of the film, is pretty much, as I open my drink here, is um, introduction to our character and just learning about her uh, agoraphobia and all that stuff. You know, and it, it pans out. We just learn more about our character and all that stuff. You, you know, we're following her through her hotel her hotel, her freaking apartment building and all that stuff, and we learn more about the character. So that's like the first 25 minutes or so. And then and then we start getting into, you know, the mystery aspect of how things come in and all that stuff. So um, as as you could hear, I heard there in the trailer, and as you heard the synopsis, she listens to recordings for Kimmy, which is like a, a, an Alexa service or something like that. You know, one of those things people have in their homes where they say, Hey Alexa or whatever thing, anything like that. It's pretty much Kimmy is in this thing. Um, you know, you talk to it, it turns on your lights, all that stuff. You know, technology of these days. So, and uh, try to go around myself, not spoil anything. So, I liked the mystery aspect. The movie did keep me interested while I was watching. There's definitely aspects where you know, again, like it's like one of my main things I talk about when I'm reviewing a movie. If I'm laid back and watching it, that's cool too. But there's moments where I'm watching the movie and I lean forward and I'm just staring at the TV a little bit more and just watching it kind of intently. Like, okay, where are we going? All right, let's see where this is going. All that stuff. That's a good sign too. And I, I the movie did get me to do that. Um, the film stars uh, Zoe Kravitz in the film. And, you know, it takes place during, I mean, kind of, I guess, you know, it's time frame wise, basically current time frame, because there is, you know, COVID talk in the movie. We do see, you know, mask wearing every now and then in the film as well. So, you know, it, it's an up to date kind of film and all that stuff, especially with the technology of the Kimmy thing and all that. And apparently this movie is kind of inspired by a true story. Um, apparently there's a legal case revolving around a death possibly caught by an Amazon Echo, which apparently is believed to be the inspiration of this movie. So there you go. And, I mean, it's not, a, it's not an overly outlandish story. The movie, you know, takes its places and I think the pacing's fine for the film. Like I said, the first 20 or so minutes we're learning about a character and then from there we're into the mystery of the thing. Which is good. I didn't have any issues with the pacing of the movie at all. I'm, you know, it kept me interested. I wanted to learn about her character, obviously, and then moving forward and seeing where things go and all that stuff. I was entertained during the movie. Like that's the main thing. I found the movie to be entertaining. There is, there's like this vibe to it almost, where, you know. It's got like a rear window kind of vibe to it, you know, especially with the apartment scenes and, you know, the agoraphobia part. Or, of course, agoraphobia is not really something that takes place in a rear window. Rear window for you kids out there who haven't, who are like, what, what the hell is he talking about? Rear window is an Alfred Hitchcock movie, uh, which I highly suggest checking out. It's a very good film, like a lot of Hitchcock's work. But it has a rear window vibe to it. It also has like, a, you know, the old mystery horror vibes with like the music that plays in the movie as well so that's pretty cool i like that aspect of it uh yeah i mean as you heard in the trailer there's a billy eilish song which i don't think played during the movie maybe it it did uh there's one moment where you probably heard it but um the music in the movie is very like kind of old school murder mystery film vibe so that was cool too i think that added to the movie a lot um 
the, you know, I'm not somebody who talks about the look of films or anything, but, you know, I like, I kind of like the camera work in this movie and all this stuff. Like, I enjoyed it, man, for, you know, less than an hour, 30 minutes, like an hour and 29 minutes. I had a good time watching it. I think it's perfectly fine. Parts during the ending sequences where I'm like, okay. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I guess that's how that would go. I guess that would work. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the same time, you're like, ah, you know, so... Some of you will have that, some of you won't. It's more of an idea of, if you're somebody like myself who's a cinemaphile who's watched tons and tons of movies, maybe you'll be like, ah, I don't know. But it's not a horrible ending by any means. It's actually kind of, a at some point, interesting. So, I didn't hate any, real, I really didn't hate any aspects of the movie. Had an enjoyable time with it. I'm, You know, there's a good chance I could probably check it out at some point in time again. I like the crime aspect of it. You ju- you're honestly, you're watching it and you want to see where this goes. And, you know, like the synopsis mentions, you know, she's going to have to get out of the apartment at some point. And, the, you know, obviously with the, somebody who's an agoraphobic and Zoe does a great job with her acting in the movie, you're like, let's see how this goes, man. How she can be able to handle this. That's, a, you know, another interesting aspect added on to the mystery thriller part of the movie you're like okay let's see where this goes let's see how this is going to pan out and it just as the as the story keeps going you're like freaking hey dude so yeah you know what kimmy is a good movie it's an enjoyable movie i don't know if i'll have it in my top 10 of the year more than likely not but it was worth the watch so if you have hbo max i do say check it out and it's a pretty fun easter egg uh in the movie towards the end that um You'll have to, you have to. I guess you'll have to be a cinema file to catch it. But uh, if you do catch it, or you want to know what it is, send me a message. I'll, I'll let you know. But there's a pretty funny Easter egg uh, hidden in the movie later on, which I, you know, I had a good chuckle out of when I watched the movie. Uh, it, it is mostly a, you know, serious movie. You'll get a little laughs every now and then that are meant, not like one of those ridiculous laughs that weren't meant. There's some meant laughs in here, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the movie. So. Kimmy gets a pat, uh, thumbs up from me. I, I say if you have HBO Max, give it a check out. You know, I, I mean, it looks like it's available on other things for like nineteen ninety nine. So definitely get HBO Max and watch it. You know, there's another reason for HBO Max. Uh, you know, I don't know if I would tell you. I never tell anybody not to pay to see a movie. I never tell somebody not to watch a movie. I want to support the movie business, but I don't know, man. Twenty dollars. That's that's a steep rental. That's a I mean, that's probably to buy it. I don't know what the rental is, to be honest with you. But, um, I again, I watched it on HBO Max. It's directed by Steven Sodenberg. So if you like Steven Sodenberg, you already know what you're getting into there. He does uh, he does his, he does the dang thing. Um, so, yeah. Enjoyable movie. I liked it. I'm glad I finally got around to watching it. I remember seeing the trailer months ago. And I was like, okay, this looks interesting. I'm definitely going to check that out. A couple of months went by where I didn't you know, end up seeing it, but I'm glad I did finally get to watch it this week on HBO Max. I'm like, heck yeah, man, let's go ahead and check this out. And, you know, I'm glad I did. I had a good time with it. So, Kimmy is on HBO Max. Again, one hour, 29 minutes. Not that long of a movie. Thriller. Pretty pretty interesting uh, thriller crime mystery movie dealio. Uh, is there better? Of course there is, but it is still an enjoyable film, without a doubt. And that does it for me, man. Check it out, man. If you check out Kimmy, let me know what you think as this episode comes to a close. I appreciate you all taking the time to listen to me talk about my stuff here, man. Had a good time, as always, with the show. Appreciate you all. And remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you all 
next episode. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.